Let's go to business news now with Andrew McRae. Kia ora, Andrew. An economic think tank says New Zealand's supply chains could lift their game. Yeah, hi, Max. Uh, the country's supply chains have uh, proved resilient in the worst of times, but there needs to be more done, according to the Institute of Economic Research. It says industries need to continue to make in- incremental changes to address supply chain issues, particularly as normal international trade resumes. Institute principal economist and report author Chris Nixon says New Zealand has dodged an economic bullet, but it's no time for complacency given the ongoing pressures. There are bits and pieces to be done on all parts of the supply chain, whether it's reducing waste in the supply chain, whether it's navigating the international tensions from a trade policy point of view. You know, the the challenges out there are growing more complex on a daily basis, um, and therefore we've got to keep pushing on. Among the issues that needs uh, addressing is improving the supply chain for perishable products. There's been a noticeable shift in how and when consumers are spending their money. This from data collected by MasterCard. Its chief economist for Asia, Pacific, Middle East and Africa, David Mann, says consumer behaviour has changed since the pandemic, which backs up what merchants are seeing. He says central business districts are seeing a decline in foot traffic in the same way as Sydney, London and New York have uh, since uh, have seen a drop-off since the pandemic began. So, for example, in the CBD areas of Auckland, uh, there has been, of course, uh, a, it's taken longer for the recovery uh, to take place around those more central areas as it's taken longer to get uh, more people coming into work. And there is still, I would say, the jury is still out on just how much of a hybrid working story uh, will be persistent. But we believe it is there to at least some degree. David Mann says there's also been a shift in when consumers shop and take in leisure activities. We have also been seeing a spread in what days of the week consumers are actually buying goods. And uh, one of the most obvious ones that we find interesting is that spending at cinemas and movie theatres has been spread more in favour of weekdays at the expense of weekends. David Mann says New Zealand consumers have also been saving more money since the pandemic began, which should provide some buffer to the high inflation and interest rate environment. KMD Brands is cautiously optimistic about the outlook with a strong start to the financial year. The company, which owns Kathmandu, Obos and Riptide Brands, says first quarter group sales at the end of October are 62% up on the year earlier, in the absence of last year's Australasian lockdowns and a return to more normal trading. Chief Executive Michael Daly says a lot depends on what happens during the peak shopping season, which kicks off, of course, with Black Friday and continues through to Christmas. In the meantime, he says the company's focused on its current markets while continuing to eye up expansion into Asia. Our immediate focus is on our existing key markets in um, Australasia, of course, Europe and North America. Um, That said, we haven't lost sight of the importance of the China market and the size of the China market and certainly will continue to uh, consider our options um, as we move forward, but it's unlikely in the short term. Michael Daly says KMD is optimistic about the outlook with the potential of high inflation and rising interest rates impacting consumer sentiment in key global markets. An increase in online scams has alerted a range of agencies to the potential impact of unreported fraud. The Financial Markets Authority's latest information shows a 40% rise in cyber scams with a total loss of $183 million for the year ended September. 
The Ministry of Business, Innovation and Employment's Consumer Protection spokesperson says some people think it's not worth complaining about, while others are too embarrassed to report a loss. Consumer Services National Manager Simon Gallagher says taking steps such as lowering credit card limits and reducing the amount of cash sitting in bank accounts can up protection levels. The worrying thing is the banking ombudsman scheme thinks this is just the tip of the iceberg. A lot of people aren't reporting their scams as well. So that's money gone from households and, and from the economy, and it's very, very unlikely to get it back. People have authorised their payment through their credit card or through a transaction on their bank to pay these scammers. According to MB, some people have been deceived buying investments online or been tricked through emails or text messaging into giving out personal bank account details and passwords. Uh, time now for the latest from the markets, and we're joined by Ed Glennie from Hobson Wealth. Good afternoon, Ed. Good afternoon, Andrew. What's the local market looking like at the moment? Look, the local market's actually moving higher through, through the morning, so we're currently just shy of half a percent on yesterday's close, uh, we're at 11,278 for the NZX50. Some of the movers, uh, investors, probably the highest on the on the day so far, up uh, 2.5% to $1.52. Kathmandu, who you referred to earlier in the bulletins, actually off one cent. It, it, it released that, that positive news yesterday, so the stocks actually rallied significantly and, and off slightly this morning. Trading, uh, Trade Window, who came out with uh, results, is flat. Uh, they're at uh, $0.65. Cents. And uh, Tourism Holdings is also lower, uh, off around 1% at $3.50. What's happening on the Australian 200 index? Uh, quite muted open so far. Uh, we're at 7,133 for the ASX 200, which is only 10 points higher than uh, yesterday's close. Uh, some of the movers seek reaffirm guidance, and so they're up about 1.5% to $21.75. Uh, Commonwealth Bank is at 105.32, and CSL is at 290.54. And the New Zealand dollar? New Zealand dollars uh, firmed up very slightly. We're currently at 91.2 against the Australian dollar, 0.615 against the US, 85.71 Japanese yen, and 0.516 British pence. And then finally, spot euro is uh, 0.592. And Ed, uh, interest rates, oil and gold, please. Uh, Three-month bank bills currently, Andrew, are 4.19%. Uh, 10-year government bonds are at 4.168%. Uh, West Texas Intermediate is weaker overnight. It's currently at US $85.31 a barrel. And finally, spot gold is also lower uh, at uh, $1,774 an ounce. Thank you, Ed Glennie from Hobson Wealth. A trade software company, Trade Window, has reported a bigger first half loss despite a 20% gain in revenue. The company's net loss for the six months ended September is $7.1 million, which is 46% more than the $4.8 million loss it made the year earlier. Expenses rose 47%, with labour expenses up by more than a third on the year earlier. Total revenue of $2.7 million was boosted by recurring revenue growth, as the company won a number of contracts over the past six months. And total revenue for trade, uh, trade window for the full year is expected to be in the range of between 6 and $7.5 million.